What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of The Narcissist Code. I'm your favorite self-aware narcissist, Mr. Lee Hammock, better known as Mental Illness across all social media platforms. This is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice. I'm a diagnosed narcissist, and I use my platform on social media to raise awareness for NPD, get more people into therapy, and also validate the victims, survivors, and thrivers of said disorder and said toxic traits to toxic people. Today's episode is going to be about the narcissistic person's eye when a narcissist's eyes goes goes black and things like that the, the dark eyes of a narcissist sometimes or not so this is people always commented in my comment section like what what happens when a narcissist's eyes go dark what is that what is that about what happens right there i feel like they're a different person when their eyes go dark or whatever like, it seems like they're not at home anymore um so this is what my, this is how my therapist explained it to me I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you how my therapist explained it to me and what it could be. And then I'm going to tell you my own personal story about how I've experienced this uh, one time in my life. So my therapist said, when your eyes go dark or whatever, uh, it's kind of like you log out of your mind. It could be a psychotic break. Like if people, you, if you feel like somebody in your life is like they're going crazy, they're going through narcissistic rage, but it feels different. It feels like they're a completely different person. It feels like they're no longer at home then they could be experiencing possibly a psychotic break. I know y'all are like, oh, God, that's scary as hell. Yeah, it could be very, very scary. But psychotic breaks don't always end in people getting unalived, somebody's life getting taken. Sometimes psychotic breaks end, they go the way they go. They end with the person coming down and not having memory of what they've done. It's kind of like they, like they've logged out. They don't have no idea what they've done. Their body was there, but their mind was gone. And one way, the, the reason my therapist said this could happen is because like, you have ways of getting your needs met, your emotional, mental needs met. Like, and narcissistic people um, have, you know, more than one way of trying to get those needs met. I know most people do as well, but narcissists in particular. Like, you'll have the, um, like, the normal way of getting your needs met. But if the, norm, if the normal way doesn't work, you try the, the narcissistic way, the toxic way, the manipulative way. If that doesn't work, like, you, you try, like, it's two channels, right? It's two channels, the normal way and the toxic way, the narcissistic way. If the normal way doesn't work, you try to you try, you try to you back up and you take the narcissistic road. If the narcissistic toxic road doesn't work, then something happens. Something has to something has to give. It's like there's barriers or guardrails set up at the end of both of those roads. Like, so it gets blocked and then the, the, your mind just runs through those barriers. Your mind runs through those barriers like a damn like a truck running off the side of a cliff or something like that, literally. And when that happens, you log out like you're no longer there. Like your body is still there. Your body is going through the actions and things like that, but your mind is gone. So if you are on the other side of this, if you if you're on the receiving end of this psychotic break, extra crazy narcissistic rage, um, it can be serious hell. The person can be whistling and humming and, you know, just act like acting like they're in. They can be enjoying the peril, whatever they're doing in that circumstance, in that situation. They could be absolutely enjoying the peril that they're putting you through, that they're experiencing and things like that that you are experiencing. You know what I mean? It can, it can just go that way as well. Like they could be enjoying like they can be having fun, making seeing you in pain, uh, making you scared and being fearful and things like that. And their eyes kind of it might the eyes could become big dilated and whatnot and i used to didn't believe it so me me personally i didn't believe in this at first um when i see people comment in my comment section I'm like that's just something people make up you know there's no way narcissist eyes go black but then there's an experience in my real life so that's the part you know it could be a psychotic break when the narcissist needs getting met 
when they feel like their needs have been met or they've instilled enough fear or just they just they log back in and sometimes they don't remember they don't remember what they've done they don't remember what they put you through it could be you know a super manic high you know, manic high manic explosion whatever or a psychotic break you know what i mean but if you're not bipolar you it could be a very it could be a psychotic break you know um and when they come down they come down from it when they come to when they come back to consciousness so to speak they might not remember what they've done now so do some people lie and say i don't remember remember what i did yeah a lot of people will lie and say that but some people genuinely don't remember and it's kind of hard to tell the difference between the two i just feel like either way you gotta you gotta weigh your options of whether you want to stay around this person who could have another break and not remember that, that they harmed you and keep doing it over and over again or you could dip out you see what i'm saying but in my own personal story um so i didn't like i said before i didn't really believe in the dark eyes or the wide eyes of a narcissist the dilated pupils so to speak of a narcissist or a toxic person until um in my real life i was talking to my wife like this is there was a picture um like a, a canvas picture that my wife had made of me and her like we were like kissing or something like that and she had it printed out and it was, it was on our wall right and it got somehow it was like now, the picture went missing, right? The picture went missing. I was like, what the hell is that picture? Right? So I found it in my son's closet, in the back of the closet, and it was sliced up, right? The picture was sliced up like somebody had cut it up with a knife. I was like, damn, maybe maybe my, my wife had left around that time and she had came back. So I, I was like, maybe she had got angry and cut it up and put it in the back of the closet because she wanted to remember whatever, you know, whatever happened that day. And I was going to throw it away, but I was just like, no, I'm just leaving it in there because that, you know, she'll throw it away when she's ready. So it said it, that, that picture had been in there for like damn near, like it had been in there for over a year. And I told my therapist about it. I was just like, I want to tell her to throw that picture away. I just feel like this whole, this, this uh, hindrance in our relationship. She's like, yeah, t just talk to her about it. Get it to, she's like, just talk to her about it. See, she's willing to throw it away and whatnot. She's like, don't make it, don't give her demands. Just bring it up, you know, and see if she's willing to throw it away. She's, she's at, see if she's at that point where she's willing to throw it away. And we were in bed one night and I told her, I was just like, hey, look, that picture that um in the closet like, when are you gonna throw that away when do you think you'd be ready to throw that picture away and she's like what picture i like the picture that you uh sliced up and put in uh our son's closet like why like when are you gonna be ready to throw it away and y'all the look on her face like her eyes got wide and she looked at me and she was like you cut that picture up i was like no i didn't i was like you cut the picture up why would i cut a picture i'm like why did i cut a picture up and put it in the closet because i didn't i thought she had did it because i saw it in the closet you know she's like she does. My wife doesn't call me Lee. She calls me Demon. She calls me my first name. She's like Demon. You cut that damn picture up. I can see she was getting animated. I'm like, baby, it's okay that you did. It. I'm not trying. I'm not really trying. I'm not even trying to gaslight her, y'all. I really don't remember doing it. So I was just like, it's okay that you cut it up. I understand why you did it. We were. It was not a good time. She's like, you did it, and she was like, I'm gonna prove it. I'm like, how can you prove it? It's been in that closet forever, you know. I was like, we could just agree to disagree, and we could just throw it away together. It could be, it could be like a, it could be a unifying moment for the both of us. And she was like, no, I'm not. She's like, no, I'm going to prove you wrong right now. So she scrolled back in her text messages to like 2018, y'all. And there was a conversation in that text messages where she was texting her aunt, like her. She was texting her aunt. She was like. I'm really scared right now. She's like, uh, Demar's going through the house. He's super angry. He's like, his eyes don't look the same. Like he's literally angry as hell. He's take, like, he's humming and whistling. He's going through, like, he just took a picture off the wall and cut it up and said, he's like, and F this marriage, F this life or whatever that yeah, we don't, like, you don't, like, you don't deserve me. And he cut the picture up 
and he threw it into the closet. <laughs> he like took it and threw it to the closet. Like, he threw that picture in the closet. It, it's text message proof. And then my wife had like my wife's aunt had called the police because she was scared for it. Honestly, you know she was scared for it. It's like he's running around with a knife, cutting pictures off the wall and humming, and being crazy. And his eyes are you know wide or whatever. And she called the police. And this is the only part about that situation that I remember is like my wife opened the door and the police came in. That's literally the only thing I remember. That's literally the only thing I remember. I was just like, and my wife told me, she said, she said, to this day, when the police came in and you acted like you had been doing anything, she's like, that was scary as hell. She's like, because I, I told her, I like, because I don't remember doing anything. It's like when the police came in the door, it's like, it's like I woke up. Like when, when the police came in the door, it's like I woke up. It's like a part of me took off running and hide, hid within me. And I woke up. I was like, and I was just being sincere to the police. He's like, you just lied to them so good about how you wouldn't, how you wouldn't do anything. He was cracking jokes. I was like, because I don't remember doing it. I did not do that. You know, it's just like, because I had no recollection of doing it or cutting no picture up or humming and screaming and whatever. I, ha I had no recollection of doing that. So I was genuinely talking to the police because I did not know, you know, and when that just brought it to the moment, she's like, yeah, that's the only time I've been in the, in the like 10 years. We had been, we had been together six or seven years at that time. Um, maybe longer. This, this is years back. This is last year. I found this out. So we had been together. When I found out that I cut the picture up, it was 2022. So we had been together about 11 years by then. She's like, in the, all, in the entire time we've been together, I've never been more scared. Like, that's the only time I've really been scared of you. Because, like, you were not you. She was like, I was trying to get you to calm down. I was talking to you, and you were just, like, screaming, and you were just whistling and humming. Your eyes would look different. Like, I knew you weren't there. So that's why I started talking to my aunt. You know, and then the police showed up, and then you were just smiling with the police, joking with them and stuff like that, asking why they were there. And I was scared. I was even scared because, like, you, it seemed like you were somebody different. I was like, because I was. I had no idea, y'all. And I told my therapist that. When I told my therapist, I was like, you know what? I said, guess what, therapist? She's like, what happened? I was like, Apparently, I cut the picture up. <laughs> she was like, what? I was like, yeah, apparently, I cut the picture up. I was running around. I said, I was running around the house, humming and yelling and stuff like that. And I grabbed a knife, and I was cutting up uh, cutting up a canvas picture. You know, I put the knife down. Uh, I cut the canvas picture up or whatever, and I put it into the closet. And I did it. And she's like, you don't remember it? I'm like, no. I was like, that's why our last session, I was telling you that she did it. I wasn't lying to you. And she's like, huh. So that's why, you know, we did that. That, that's kinda, that story right there kind of led up to doing the new psyche valve that I took earlier this month, earlier in February. Um, and then it came back and she was just like, I'm, I'm, she was like reading the psyche valve results or whatever. And she was just like, I'm pretty sure what you experienced with that picture situation was a like, uh, psychotic break. And then she explained the needs not being met. She's like, you probably don't remember because you were not, she's like, you were not there. You know, she's like, you were not there. You, your body was there. You were present, but you were not there. And she's like, if you don't, and she was just telling me, she's like, she wasn't scared for me, but she was just saying, I was scared myself. Like, damn, I can do that. I can have psychotic break. I'm not a psychopath. She's like, you don't have to be a psychopath to have a psychotic break. She's like, when you, when your anger reaches its, when your anger reaches its threshold, like you, your mind, your body protect, your mind protects itself by shutting down, and the other, the narcissistic part of you, takes over. I was like, damn, you know, I was like, dang, that is wild. So now you just go, I'm aware of it now that I have had at least one psychotic break. I'm just like, damn, 
I don't want to do that again. So I'm in more control of my emotions more now than ever. <laughs> you know, I talk more, I communicate more. I get my emotions out on the table. I get my feelings out on the table. I communicate more so that doesn't happen again. Cause I don't want that to happen again. Yeah, who wants to hell black out and do some craziness like that? Not me, you know. I'm not trying to justify my actions by any, it was horrible. I'm not trying to justify my actions any, in any way, shape or form. I'm just telling y'all that I really don't have a memory, memory of that incident. You know what I mean? And so you might have a partner who's done the same thing where their eyes went black, they were raging out on you and they don't remember what they did to you. But again, it doesn't make it okay that it happened. You know what I mean? And don't look at my situation where your wife forgave you. Yeah, I've been in therapy for six years, six years. And I genuinely don't remember that event. Your person in your life might not, might con con conveniently be forgetting that event because they know that you can hold it against them. You know, I'm telling you about it <laughs> because I don't know what was going on during the event. Only third party, my wife told me, you know what I mean? But I don't remember anything other than the police showing up. I don't remember anything before that. I was like, I don't know what the hell we were arguing about. She's like, I don't either. But it got to a point where you just, you're like, you know what? F this marriage. And then you just start skipping through the house, whistling and grabbed a, uh, grabbed a knife and cut up, start cutting up a picture. I was like, oh my goodness, you know? I'm not proud of that, y'all. Trust me, but it's just like it's, it's helpful to know that what's going on inside of my mind because it, I, I did. Because I rather know than not know. Nobody tell people if you had, if you experienced something like that, if you're watching this, if you experienced something like that, whether you were on the receiving end of it or you had the break, go get help. You know what I mean? Go get help. And it, like again, this is not me justifying my actions by any way, shape, or form. This is me just trying to show y'all that it it can happen. I'm not saying that your partner has done this. You know what I mean? And just sometimes the people use a psychotic break or a blacking out as an excuse. People, some people who experience it say I blacked out. You know, if they black out and beat your ass and they keep doing it, it's, it's just convenient that they black out every every time you try to hold them accountable. You know what I'm saying? I blacked out and just started swinging. If they can describe what they did to you, they don't. They they remember it. They were there. They did not black out. But anyways, y'all, I hope the video brought you some clarity and brought you some uh, you know, brought you something. <laughs> I hope you got something for this video. Thank y'all for tuning into this episode. Like and subscribe for more. And as always, mental illness is out. Peace.